This is Hannah Rose, and welcome to the Inspire Within podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Inspire Within. My name is Hannah Rose, and I'm your show host. I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Courtney Spritzer. Courtney is the co-founder and CEO of Socialfly, a woman-owned social media and influencer agency that is setting the new standard for how brands communicate with women on social media. She is also the co-founder of Entreprenista, a community of women who want to make meaningful connections that lead to real results. Entreprenista also has a fabulous podcast that Courtney co-hosts with new episodes launching every Monday, so you should definitely tune in. Thank you so much for being here today, Courtney. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. I really appreciate you being on the show. Um, So what I always like to do with my guests coming on for the first time is if you could tell us a little bit more about yourself and go into your background, your upbringing, that would be really great. Great. So where do you want me to start? Do you want me to go back to where the, you know, the neighborhood I was born? How early, how early days do you want? Sure. So I guess like where you grew up as a kid, um, what your family life was like, if you had any siblings, I feel like that really is indicative of like the type of person that you are today. So I would love to hear more about that. Yes. Yeah. So I grew up in a town called Riverdale, which is in New York City. And I have a younger sister and uh, my dad actually passed away when I was 10. So that was definitely a really traumatic event for me and my family and definitely shaped the person that I am today as, you know, at that moment. uh, And from that point on, I was raised by a single mom who uh, is definitely a very strong woman with a big personality. And she definitely instilled in me from a very early age that I have the potential to to do anything I want if I have the courage to go after it. And and she always encouraged me to go after and, and pursue the things that I wanted. Mm-hmm. I ended up going to NYU after I graduated from high school. And uh, while I was at NYU, I studied economics. I was not sure what I wanted to be when I grew up at the time. And I had no idea what I wanted to study while I was there. Uh, but I figured that uh, if I studied economics, that that, that topic uh, or that major was general enough that uh, it would give me a broad broad range of opportunities after I graduated. Also, I love math and uh, I just figured that that probably was the best major for me of all my options at the time when I was studying at NYU. While I was NYU, at NYU, I really took advantage of all of the internship opportunities that were available to me. I think that's one of the benefits of going to a school like NYU is that you have uh, the city and all the businesses there and people at your fingertips. So uh, from my first summer out of college, that's when I got my first internship and I worked in the marketing department at News America Marketing. And then I worked there again the following summer uh, in the finance department because at that point in time, I thought I wanted to pursue a career in finance after I graduated from college. And then from there, I had various internships. Uh, During the school year, I interned at a hedge fund and a venture capital company and some wealth management companies. And then lastly, I had an internship at a healthcare marketing startup. 
And I graduated during a really tough time and tough economy. I graduated in 2009. So the job market uh, was not great. And there were not so many opportunities available to me at the time that I graduated. So I actually ended up graduating without a job. I did have um, the internship that I, that I worked at um, after graduation. And one of my really good friends, uh, she had gotten a position at uh, Hanover Insurance Group, which is a publicly traded insurance company based in Massachusetts. And she recommended that I interview because they had a management training program. And I had never really left uh, New York. I did study abroad while I was in college, but um, I was interested in a new opportunity. So I applied, I got uh, a job offer and uh, I quickly moved to Massachusetts knowing uh, very few people. And while I was there, I had a career in bond underwriting. So again, a career in finance, and I got to kind of learn how businesses, especially large businesses, this was a publicly traded company, I got to learn how they operate and how they're structured and how different departments work with different departments and, and really how you get things done in such a large organization. And I had the opportunity to, to work in different departments while I was there, and I had a variety of different experiences. Uh, about 18 months into that position, I wanted to move back to New York. At that point, I was homesick. I missed my friends and my family. So I started to apply for jobs online. And uh, that resulted in an interview with American Express. And uh, the interview process there went pretty quickly. And I ended up getting an offer and uh, quitting my job, which I was very scared to do at the time. It was my first time quitting a job. And, and for me, I'm super loyal and hardworking. So I didn't like that experience. I felt like I was letting someone down, but I knew that it was ultimately the best choice for me. Yeah. So then I moved back to New York and this now is um, March of, I think, 2011. And I moved back to New York City, uh, which uh, is my hometown and I love New York. And I was very happy to be in my early 20s at this point back in New York City. And I was working in corporate finance there and I loved um, the culture that American Express built. I loved, um, you know, learning about again another big organization and how things are structured and and the different job titles and the things that they do to engage their employees was also interesting and fascinating to me. And one of the things that they did uh, while I was there, and they probably still do it to this day, is they would always bring in outside speakers from other companies to kind of inspire uh, their employees. So they brought in speakers from Facebook and Foursquare and Twitter and, and some other women uh, entrepreneurs, actually. I remember Ariana Huffington came and spoke. The founder of Rent the Runway came to speak to us. So Whenever they had a speaker come in, I was always first to sign up and, and go listen because I love I loved hearing what they had to say and, and getting that type of inspiration. Uh, I also realized that so now I am three years out of college. I realize I'm a really hard worker. And uh, while I was listening to what Amex was doing on Facebook and Twitter very, very early before a lot of businesses were embracing social media, that's when I realized that I wanted a career in social media because at that point in time, 
I was a very, very, and still am a very active social media user, but I didn't know back in college that social media marketing could be a career until I saw how a business like American Express was leveraging social media marketing uh, to attract and engage new card members. So uh, that's when I told my boss that I wanted to get into marketing. I didn't have a marketing background. And one of the great things about American Express is that they do encourage you to speak to other departments and kind of uh, apply for other positions uh, within the company. So I started to do uh, informa- informational interviews with different departments, the marketing department, to just understand what their day-to-day was and understand if this was a career that I wanted to pursue. At around the same time, I shared with uh, one of my really good friends, Stephanie, who ultimately became my business partner. I shared with her that I wanted a career in social media marketing. She was already working in social media marketing. And and she said that she wanted to start an agency. And um, she was like, let's do this together. You know, you want to learn about it. I want to start this. Uh, Let's do this on the side. So we started to learn together about social media marketing and taking on clients on the side of our full-time jobs uh, for about 10 months before we realized that if this was ever going to be a real company and if we really wanted to pursue this as a career, we had to take a leap of faith and go all in. So me being the finance person, I crunched all the numbers and figured out, okay, how much money do we need to support ourselves in the first few months? Uh, until we start earning income and revenue and landing new clients. And that was the number that we needed to save up before we could quit our jobs. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we quit our jobs actually on the same day, uh, May 4th of 2012. That's the day that we celebrate the birth of Social Fly, although technically it started a bit earlier than that. And then really from that moment, things really took off. I think a lot of it had to do with just being in the right place at the right time. Uh, Social media was moving quickly, but it was still so early that not a lot of people were embracing social media marketing as a career. There were not a lot of other businesses doing what we were doing. Uh, So we really stood out and we joined various networking groups, which ultimately led to us landing our first clients. And then it's been 10 years now and the business has definitely evolved since those early days. And we've actually started more businesses as a result of some of the challenges we faced as women entrepreneurs and also uh, the challenges we face remote working and uh, witnessing uh, women trying to raise money. So that's, that's my story. Yeah, no, thank you so much for sharing all of that. That's so inspirational. And I really appreciate hearing all of it. I can relate to you out of college. I graduated during the COVID era. So definitely was a hard time. And then kind of emerging from there, going from one job to another and, you know, going through that quitting process too, definitely is a hard time. But coming from where you were to where you are today is super inspirational to hear that story. So in terms of some challenges, being a woman in the workforce, specifically in finance, before you were to transition to social fly, what did that look like for you? And how were you able to combat some of those situations? 
Yeah, I think for me, uh, the biggest challenge was there were not a lot of women. I remember when I had my internships, I was one of very few women in the office. Uh, and that comes with certain challenges as, you know, people are going to happy hours and doing all sorts of things. You know, sometimes you don't get invited to those things uh, because you're you're not a man. Uh, or even in the office when, um, you know, certain opportunities come up, um, there's there's definitely uh, a difference that you can feel. Uh, and then also sometimes, um, you know, just looking around the office and having people to relate to. There weren't very many. Uh, and I think that even in the last, you know, 10 plus years, we've certainly come a long way. Uh, and then in terms of just being a woman entrepreneur, I would say that, uh, the hardest part for me uh, was being a young woman entrepreneur, and I would say it still is. I remember in those early days of trying to get clients, people were surprised that we, you know, were in our twenties and had our own company, and we were the CEOs of our company, and and it was something that was very hard to overcome in the early days. But we did uh, by just doing really great work for our existing clients and just making a name for ourselves in the space. Mm -hmm. And how was that gaining your first client? What did that process look like for you? I said, I know you said you joined some networking groups and were able to kind of leverage that as well. But what were some of the challenges in early days with getting your first client on board? Yeah, I think for for any business owner, it's definitely challenging in the beginning when no one knows who you are uh, and your services are new uh, to get new customers. And uh, really from the start, we always practice what we preached and use social media for ourselves to promote our business. Uh, and as a result, uh, we became number one on Google for social media marketing NYC and influencer marketing NYC. And now a lot of our clients find us through our website. Uh, but in that first week in business, and I always like to tell this story because uh, that first week really set us up for success because one thing led to another. So we quit our jobs on a Friday and then on Monday we went to Stephanie's apartment and started working and uh, kind of mapped out what we wanted to achieve that week. And our first order of business was to get interns to help us out for the summer. So we put an ad on Craigslist at the time, which now we would not put an ad on Craigslist for interns, but that was what you did um, 10 years ago. And within two days, we had six interns signed up to work with us for the summer. And then we hit our next roadblock, which was where is everyone going to work? Uh, we didn't want to be a remote company at that time, and we really wanted to collaborate in person. And Stephanie couldn't have these interns at her apartment. Uh, she had a roommate at the time. It just was not a professional setup for interns. Uh, so being resourceful, we had to think about, okay, where can we go? Who do we know? And I remembered that uh, my mother actually took me to one of her business meetings back when I was 16 to a printing office on 35th and 8th. And I remember the owner of that company had the whole floor. And uh, for whatever reason, he popped into my head at the moment in time when we needed office space. So I called my mom to see if she was still connected to him. His name is Frank. And she called him and he said that he did have some space and we can come to see the space that he had in mind uh, the next day. So Stephanie and I went over there the next day and it was by no means glamorous. This is a printing company. There's paper everywhere. Uh, but he gave us this corner that we, you know, dusted off and, you know, put up some wallpaper to, to make it look pretty. But it was by no means glamorous, but we bartered with him for the space. 
And we we took the opportunity to have that space and and meet there with our interns. But one of the first things that he asked us when uh, we met with him was the exact question that you just asked me, which is where did you get, where are you going to get your clients? And we said to him that we were just going to go to all the networking events that we could go to in New York City and kind of run around town sharing with people what we do. And he recommended that we join this networking group that he belonged to, which meets once a week. And to be in the group, you have to pass leads to each other. So Stephanie and I went with him the next day and signed up. And Stephanie joined because her her responsibilities at the time were sales and marketing and mine were finance and operations. And all of our first clients came from that networking group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank God for Frank. He was so helpful. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we love Frank and we still collaborate with him and send him business. So we love we love talking about how Frank was so helpful to us uh, in the early days. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And one thing that I love to talk about to here on Inspire Within is about transitioning from the corporate world to being an entrepreneur, doing your own thing. So we'd love to hear your advice since you walked, you know, that walk and were in those shoes at one point. If you think that people should have a certain game plan for themselves, if you think people should start something on the side while they are doing a nine to five job, what's your take around all of that? I think it's very, very beneficial to work in corporate America or work for someone else and have um, have a job and and have those experiences uh, where where you're seeing how businesses are run. There's so many things that I learned uh, during my internships and during my full-time jobs that I was able to take back to the social fly culture. I learned what to do and what not to do. And then in terms of taking the leap of faith, I'm definitely a very calculated risk taker and and would not have felt comfortable quitting my job if I didn't have a certain amount of money saved up. And it was by no means a ton of money, really the, the bare minimum to survive probably for a few months uh, with no income was was uh, kind of the safety net that I had at the time. But that was the game plan. It was how much can you do on the side? How much can you save up on the side before taking that that leap of faith? And we did not raise any money Thankfully, we were able to grow the business organically and we didn't have such a high personal overhead at the time because we were both young, not married, no kids, no mortgages. We both had student loans. So I think that was the the biggest burden on ourselves at the time. Uh, but in those early days, we, we really just lived very frugally uh, so that we could put as much money back into the business as possible to grow it. Now, over the past 10 years, I've gotten to meet a lot of founders who are raising money. We're raising money for Entreprenista, uh, which is a venture that we started uh, during the pandemic. And uh, that whole process is definitely uh, not easy. So you definitely got to be really passionate about entrepreneurship and what you're doing because every day will test your want and your passion of what you're pursuing. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And for but thanks for bringing up Entreprenista too. So for those who don't know about Entreprenista, can you tell us a little bit more? Yes, yes. So we started a podcast uh, back in 2018 uh, for women business owners. Uh, we wanted to inspire the future generation of 
uh, female founders. And we also wanted to share what we had learned along the way so that uh, people don't make the same mistakes that that we did. We also wanted to highlight other uh female founders. So we launched our podcast in 2018 and we really just fell in love with podcasting and we wanted to uh, spend more of our time in this space, meeting with other women. And during the pandemic, when we saw women leaving the workforce at such a rapid pace, uh, a lot of people in our network were coming to us asking us, how did you start your company? Let me pick your brain. And we just didn't have the time to meet for coffee with each person as much as we wanted to because we had a business to run. So we decided to spin off the Entrepreneurista podcast and morph it into a media company and private membership community so we can help women at scale pursue the, the life and career, the entrepreneurial career of their dreams by curating all of the resources that have worked best for us over the years, and then also giving women a space to collaborate, network, and also uh, celebrate and amplify their businesses through our media properties. Yeah, that's amazing. And it sounds like you really took a bad opportunity like COVID and turned it into something amazing. I also am hearing that you were able to jump on the social media wagon when it was very new and the podcast wagon when it was pretty new as well. Coming up in the future, what trends do you think that will be, you know, helpful for you to jump on or any other entrepreneurs to jump on? Yeah, we are definitely aware of the trends. We're we're certainly in the know, and Stephanie and I consider ourselves first movers. Uh, whenever we see a trend, we just dive right in and and immerse ourselves into it, and then educate and consult with our clients on what to do based on what we learned. Uh, the trends that I'm seeing are definitely all about Web three. You know what what is Web three? What is this space? How can you leverage it for your current business? Uh, and really what we're seeing is the rise of these niche communities. Uh, so I think uh, what you'll start to see is businesses, brands, initiatives, building these private communities where people can communicate with each other. Uh, and that's kind of what we're doing already with, with Entreprenista. Uh, in terms of social media, video is definitely uh, a trend to pay attention to, real content on Instagram, TikTok content on obviously TikTok. TikTok is becoming a much more meaningful channel, especially if you want to reach a younger demographic uh, and, and statistics and reports are coming out all the time about how it's becoming a a place for people to search for new things and products and topics. So it's definitely a platform to pay more attention to. Yeah, absolutely. That's really helpful about Web3 too. I feel like not a ton of people are talking about that yet, but it's definitely up and coming. So really great to hear all of that. And would love to also talk about some of the successes around social flying entrepreneurista. We've been talking about the early days a lot. So today, where you are right now, what are some of your most memorable moments about both the brands? Yes, yes. Uh, when I think back on Social Fly of when I've gotten the most excited, uh, there have definitely been some key milestones when we published a book that was really exciting. Uh, and that was in 2015. Uh, when we featured our podcast on a billboard in Times Square, that was a really big moment for us. Uh, growing our team has been really rewarding. We're, we're almost 30 people. Uh, and 
also just landing some of the clients we've been able to land. Uh, we work with some of the biggest brands and that's really just a testament to our hard work, the quality of work that we put out and also us uh, being able to network and, and reach these people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. And with your clients right now, just going off of that with social fly, do you think right now how it's set up? Is it working directly with you guys, you and your partner on any social media campaigns? Or is it the people on your team right now? What does that process look like now that the team's grown and shifted? Yeah, now on the social fly side, you are assigned a team. Uh, if you sign up for any service with us, whether that's influencer marketing, media buying, or production or social management. Uh, and then on the entrepreneurs side, that's a more new adventure and a, a more new venture. And uh, we are actively involved with our brand partners on that side of the business. And we're also very, very involved in the community that we're building. We go to the in-person events. Uh, we're active in the communication channels uh, that we have. So uh, we're, we're very, very active with our members. And then on the social fly side, I definitely meet with our clients regularly, uh, but everyone is assigned a team there. Awesome. Okay, cool. And if people are interested in joining Entrepreneurista or want to learn more, do you have to be a business owner or tell us a little bit more about that process? Yeah, yeah. It's a very inclusive community and we are made it as affordable as possible. So it's about $349 for the year. And you can also pay in quarterly installments. It comes out to about a dollar a day. So instead of getting your coffee, uh, invest in yourself. Uh, and it's also a tax write-off. Most of our members are uh, aspiring entrepreneurs or well-known entrepreneurs and really everything in between. Uh, we do have members that are just thinking about starting a business and sign up because they want that inspiration and they want a network of people to talk to and ask questions to before they take that leap of faith. Uh, so it's it's really a wide range of um, entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, and then what are some of your biggest pieces of advice for people that have just graduated college or looking to start off their career? What would you say are some pieces of advice you wish you had when you were first graduating? Yes. I think for me, looking at myself, what I would tell myself is don't worry. I'm a worrier. I worry about everything. And yeah. Uh, I would say to anyone graduating that um, you're exactly where you need to be and it's all part of the process. And as long as you believe in yourself and continue to, you know, apply for jobs, talk to people at, about business ideas and just keep going every day towards, you know, the direction that you want to go in. You don't have to have it all figured out, but as long as you're trying new things, uh, getting outside of your comfort zone and kind of pushing yourself every day to to learn something new, you'll ultimately get to a really great place. But you kind of have to embrace how uncomfortable it is, uh, embrace being in situations where it might seem ambiguous. You don't know where your career is going. As long as you're learning something every day, you can take those learnings and um, move on to to what suits you. Yeah, that's amazing advice. And never want to be the smartest person in the room, always wanting to be learning from others and growing and outside your comfort zone. So that's great. And then would also love for you to leave us off with where you see yourself professionally going in the next few years and what goals you have for yourself in mind. 
Oh, that's a really good question. Uh, there's definitely a lot of things that I want to do in the next um, in the next several years. Uh, there's uh, some things that we haven't announced yet that I'm really proud of that we'll be announcing in the next 30 days. So, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but yeah, I really want to see Social Flying Entrepreneurista to be as big as possible. Uh, with Entrepreneurista, it's definitely rewarding every day to see how we're helping to support this next generation of uh, female founders. And then with Social Fly, it's just amazing to see the team that we created collaborate, work on these large campaigns, uh, win awards for their work. And uh, some of the brands that reach out to us every day are are very exciting. So I, I want to work with more of them. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Congratulations on everything you've achieved so far. I'm so inspired by you and really look up to you. So thank you for everything. And I really hope to be in touch with you again soon. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course.